Hey, greetings to all the patriotic Americans. This is Colonel Allen West, and you're listening to Arms Room Radio. And stand at attention when I'm talking. Hey everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America! from the Ideal Conceal Cell Phone Pistol Studios with Mike, Kevin, and Earl. Concealed carry, gun safety, the law, the latest gear, and more. You'll get it all right here, and you can connect with the guys at armsroomradio.com. Tweet, message, email, snap, or mind meld with them right now. Arms Room Radio is on the air live, coast to coast, and around the world. Now, here's Mike. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the Ideal Conceal Cell Phone Pistol Studios. My name is Mike. Uh, I promise to bring you all things gun, all the gun time. I do not do the show by myself, as you know, so let's go around the room and introduce you to my fellow compatriots. On my right, the right-hand man, the great-great-great-great-great-great-grandson of Daniel Boone. Please welcome back. His name is Earl. Oh, good to be back. Good to have you here, sir. Good to have you here. How uh, anything new this week in the uh, in the world of world of Earl? What's the furthest you you uh, you went on your driving adventures this oh, past I, week? Oh, I I kept everything in in town. No, nothing. Uh, oh, all, all in town range. stuff. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. Set any mileage records in town? No, actually, it's been been kind of light. Kind of a light I'm week. Kind of yeah. kind of enjoying it. Mm-hmm. A lot of people enjoy the. You know, they say it's either feast or famine. Yeah, I, I, I could stand to lose a little weight. I could, so yeah, I take a little do, famine. Doesn't, a little bo- famine. doesn't bother me that much. Uh, let me ask you. Uh, I, I've seen it. Um, let's see. We are, we are so was it seven months now into various stages of the COVID? Uh, two weeks uh, to flatten the curve? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, seven months into two <laughs> weeks to flatten the curve. And um, obviously, listen, those first two weeks, it was a ghost town out there. Uh, and oh, it was great! I loved. Oh, it, it was it was absolutely. It was like the it was like the hurricane day. You know, was, there was nobody out there. Um, now we have. I, I could say probably over the last two or three weeks, I'm actually starting to see traffic jams at traffic time. Oh yeah. Other than that, I have not seen uh, any any spike in traffic like we used to have, uh, at least in the Central Florida area. Um, I, I folks, I, you know what? I'm actually curious to find out for everybody listening up in the uh, Pacific Northwest and the Northeast. Let us know. Reach out to us on the on the Facebook. Is your traffic back yet like it was before? Now, when I say here, I saw a little bit of traffic. That's literally what I saw was a little bit of traffic. You know, I knew, as you did, uh, and folks, I'm sure all of you did, or all do, that certain times a day, you're going to hit right here at this time. It's going to be backed up for no yeah. reason. Uh and that's not there anymore. I'm just starting to see now volume and traffic again. Oh, I've 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 been seeing it slowly but surely. It's, okay. it's me personally. I feel we're we're back to where we were. Okay. 
I, I think that we're, and again, I don't drive nearly as much as you do, so um, uh, I'll default to you on this. I, I, I have seen the routes that I go those couple of, you know, 10, 20 hours a week, so 10, 20 hours a week, so hours a week, so a week, so what you, so what you see, what you see is, what you see is probably, what you see is probably more accurate. What you see is probably more accurate. What you see is probably more accurate. You see is probably more accurate. You know, yeah. he is probably more accurate. You know, yeah, probably more accurate. You know, yeah, more accurate. You know, yeah, they're more accurate. You know, yeah, there there was, you know, yeah, there there was, yeah, there there was what uh, when it first started flowing back into it. The problem was is everybody had been home for easily two to three months. Right. They forgot how to drive. Well, boy, this, uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's a big deal in other parts of the country. I can only assume it is. But I can tell you in Florida, from the time people get to work and then to the time it's time to go home, they forgot to drive. They, oh, forgot, yeah. they forgot how to drive. And God forbid here, if we have rain and it hasn't rained in, say, two weeks, uh-huh. they completely forget how to drive in the rain. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, and, and, God forbid they turn on their four-way flush. Oh, boy. boy. I hate you. I know in some parts of the country, you're supposed to do that. Florida is one of those uh, states where if you put your flashers on during the rain, it's legal to shoot you in the face. <laughs> it's, uh, now, I may have to check with Kevin on that. Yeah, I, mean, I don't, don't want to give you permission. We'll let him do that. Um, but uh, Well, it's illegal. And let me give you from the, the point of view of the 80,000 pounds riding behind you. Especially if you have a vehicle that doesn't have amber or yellow turn signals. Oh, you just got the reds? You just got the reds? Yeah. Okay, you've got your windshield wipers on. Yeah. You think you need to turn on your four-way flashers so you can be seen better. Yeah. I'm sitting behind you driving 80,000 pounds with my windshield wipers on, too. Yeah. So in between the motion of the windshield wipers... Wait a minute. Is he hitting his brakes or yeah. what, what? What's he doing? Right, right. I, I don't know what you're doing. I can't tell the difference. Don't turn the four-way flashers on. Yeah. You know, I can't tell if, you know, is that brake lights? Yep. Is that flashers? What is it? Right. Just go. You know, proceed as safely as you feel you can, but don't turn on the four-way flashers. It, it, it does all of that. It, like you said, it uh, you know, it, is, is it is, is that guy tapping a brake? Is he off the brake? Is he tapping a brake? Is he off yeah. the brake? And, and even if it is the white or the ambers, now that that puts glare and reduces the visibility of the other drivers around you. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and, and airplanes, aircraft, as soon as we enter a cloud, go into those those uh, IFR, instrument flight conditions, the, the first thing you do is flip your strobes off. Now, you leave your position lights on, but you turn your strobes off. Because those strobes in the cloud, it's just like in the rain, uh, it's, it's going to give you a, it's, you're going to lose your sense of what's up, what's down, what's left, what's right, what's right. You're going to get some vertigo. Right. Um, it's, 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 it's the, one of the first things that you, you, you do, you, you know, you, you, boom. All right. Turn it off. Turn off the flashers. Because otherwise you end up upside down thinking that you're going the right direction and you're not, you know. Um, <laughs> and it's actually what happened to uh, John John, John Kennedy Jr. Um, yeah. Uh, when he when he, he got into the fog bank out over the uh, Long Island Sound there, um, had his flasher strobe still on and thought he was heading straight and level and he was in a dive to the right, Burrow. yeah yeah because he had uh, lost his uh, lost his way so uh, hey normally on the left would be the courtroom assassin the legal ninja maximum effort attorney Kevin Maxwell. 
If you recall, last week we told you Kevin went out of town working a case out uh, in the uh, out west. He was actually out west. I'm, Southwest. I'm, I'm, I'm curious. I, I'm, you know, when I picture him going out west, uh-huh. I, I, I see him showing up like dressed like Doc Holliday. You know? <laughs> say just, when. Just say, say when. Oh, John and Ringo, I didn't know you were still there. <laughs> you may go now. You may go now. Because <laughs> um, that's how I picture kevin at work anyway so yeah and and, uh, and another aspect <laughs> you're drunk you, you're probably seeing double <laughs> i got a pistol for both of you <laughs> a pistol for both of you <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. <laughs> oh boy yeah um so kevin uh kevin had, he just got back from travel we'll have him with us yeah. next week in fact next week we're uh, hoping to get a uh I get, we get a caller that uh, i don't want i don't want to put names out there yet that, that was involved in a home invasion shooting and as long as kevin's available we're going to invite him to be on the program she can hear his uh his whole ordeal his whole story that happened there so nice um just want i want kevin here for that one you know yeah. i just want him to to be here to answer those legal questions that i know are going to arise from that conversation so um this week though we got uh, we got great guests as well we've got uh, mr todd fossey joining us from uh integrative defense strategies him again listen um this week todd's got um he got a list. He got a list of like, oh, okay. uh, of like uh, things you need to know if you're going to be carrying a gun. Nice, know? nice. So, so you I got to take notes. Oh no, no, I got it written for you. You're good. Okay, you're cool, good. You're good. Cool. Thanks. Um, so that that'll work. Uh, that should be at the bottom of the hour. But until then, it's me and the it's me and the Earl show. Yay! <laughs> um, Sorry. Hey, stick around. We'll be back with more Arms Room Radio after the break. Deltex Sub-2000 semi-automatic rifle is sure to arouse your curiosity, not just because it's foldable and adjustable, but because it can take most popular handgun magazines. So in that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, curiosity turns to pure adrenaline. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of GunTech USA. GunTech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, GunTech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA. Defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love bourbon? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love whiskey? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love America? Boundary Oak Distillery. Then you'll love Boundary Oak Distillery. With names like Patton Armored Diesel, Sinful 69, and Lincoln Straight Bourbon, you can't go wrong. Boundary Oak Distillery. Located in the hills of central Kentucky, Boundary Oak Distillery is the first licensed distillery in Hardin County since Prohibition. Boundary Oak Distillery. 
Boundary Oak Distillery is a proud supporter of military service members and their families. Boundary Oak Distillery. Learn more today about Boundary Oak Distillery and where you can get some at BoundaryOakDistillery.com. That's BoundaryOakDistillery.com. Boundary Oak Distillery. One minute. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says, we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the Founding Fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday night special, or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of honest, responsible individuals, we have the right of choice. We have the right to read books others don't like. We have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. We have the right to dress the way we want to. We also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you, you don't need something, tell them. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. Join the Second Amendment Foundation today so that this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Stand by. Call 425-454-7012. That's 425-454-7012. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Ideal Concealed Cell Phone Pistol Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. Arms Room Radio is on the air live, coast to coast and around the world. Now, here's Mike. The following segment of Arms Room Radio is brought to you by Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you like bourbon? Do you like America? Then you'll like Boundary Oak Distillery. Go to BoundaryOakDistillery.com to learn more. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the Ideal Conceal Cell Phone Pistol Studios. We promise to bring you all things gun, all the gun time. Uh, speaking of all things gun, all the gun time, you know what? We got a we got a gun. We're going to talk to you about here, um, and uh, it, it just just reminded me, Earl. I I bought another gun this week. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know how What'd it is. You, you, you don't plan on buying it, but you go in. And Oops, it happened. <laughs> it's just, I've, before I know, I was filling out a forty four seventy three, and uh, it just, just bought me another gun. Um, it, um, uh, I stopped by a friend's place, and, uh, you know, as I typically do on, I don't know about you, when you when you got your travels, you're kind of on the clock. I'm not, I'm on my own clock. Uh-huh. So if I've got, you know, no time to spare, I'll still stop it to the, <laughs> to the gun store. It just means I'll have to eat lunch faster, you know, that's, and, uh. I uh, I saw this uh, uh, Mauser, a little Mauser. Uh, mm. uh, it was a Mauser. Well, it's not the one I bought. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's, it's a Mauser Luger. It was chromed up, and I was explaining to the guy, telling him uh, the, the the owner of the place, and because he knew I, I knew a little bit about him, so uh, you know, showed him what I thought about the gun, and um, uh, had a really good conversation. And then off to the right, you know, just kind of my head just kind of uh-huh. ticking, kept looking over, and I saw this old Smith and Wesson revolver there. And uh, what kept catching my eye was the grips on it, the wooden round butt grips on it were in perfect shape. Um, and I'm like, okay, and I'm, and I'm trying to glance and see what the price is on there because <laughs> I know the grips themselves are worth 100 bucks. You know, <laughs> um, It doesn't matter if the gun's rusted or whatever. Right, and, you know, right. It was just like that's, a, that's an original set of $100 old round butt grips. You know, um, And uh, I finally uh, asked him to see it, and he showed it to me, and I said... Um, uh, and it's a 38 S&W. It's a, it's a weird round. It's not a 38 Special. 
It's not a 38, uh, um, uh, um, what's the other one, 38 uh, long colt they have or mm-hmm. 38 short colts. Um, well, I guess it technically is a 38 short colt. But 38 S&W, is, it's, the round is only like 700 feet per second. Um, it's a revolver that was made mostly for export markets down in South America because they couldn't have, because of their laws, full-powered 38s. That's why I remember we used to see a lot of guns come in from down there that were 32s. Right. I, um, I thought one of the big things, too, is they, they couldn't have uh, military rounds. Exactly right. And this yeah. was not a military no, round. No 9mm. Yeah. Correct. So this, is, this round is about the, the bullet's about the size of a 9mm, but it's got a flat uh, rim on the back like a 38 would, so okay. it can sit in the, in the, in the cylinder. Um, and it's, you, know, you can still find the ammo. It's a buck around. It's not a big deal. Um, and and I'm, I'm just looking at it, and, and, and it should be, eh, you know, it's one of them, you know, if, the, if it's, it's in the right condition and they know what they got, it should be a four to $600 gun. Um, and they had it listed for about half of that. And again, I'm looking at the grips are 100 bucks <laughs> a piece because they fit everything else that Smith made uh-huh. from that era. Uh-huh. And, well, and all those grips are gone. What, you know, what the frame is that? Uh, the J. You J know? Fr- and, and, oh, J frame. Um, okay. So they're all gone, right? So I said, um, so how much you want for this hundred dollar gun? Said two fifty. That's what they said, and I said mm, no. And I think we agreed somewhere in the hundred and fifty range, you know, um, out the door. And uh, I was so happy. I was so happy that I got it that I forgot it was in the truck for like three days. <laughs> uh, don't let him fool you, folks. He taken three days to how to. How to get it past the wife. <laughs> I mean, I had somebody get in the truck. I took them to the airport, and they're like, you know, there's a gun back here, right? And I'm like, yeah, there's a cut. Co- oh, oh, like a revolver? Oh, my God, yeah, I forgot that was there. Yeah. So I'm not going security. You are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, in fact, I'll bring it on the next break. It's still in the truck. Nice. <laughs> still, nice. Um, the, uh, the gun we want to talk about, and this just made me think of it, is the Smith & Wesson. Uh, it's called the Ultimate Modern Fighting Revolver. And I guess that's true. I just never, you know, thought about it well, that way. You know, th- th- this is a. I'm going to say it, it's an article Mike stumbled across. I'm going to call it's an opinion piece. Yeah, there you go. the 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 author is a revolver aficionado. You know, big fan of them. Yep. Which I have nothing against them, other than what he covers in this article is round count. Yeah, and he's trying to you know figure out a platform to compete quote-unquote combat in today's society you know the the what's expected of your choice of sidearms to do you know what revolver platform can he pick to accomplish that and he gives a few different uh reasons he chose this but he ended up choosing this the smith and wesson 686 plus which is a 357 magnum seven round cylinder seven rounder yeah yeah uh, I had uh, and carried for a couple of years when I first started out in the old uh, world of law enforcement. It was the 686, and it, it's that's the original one with the six round mm-hmm. cylinder. And um, I got to tell you, what an incredible shooting revolver that is. And I know everybody's been telling the snake guns from Colt, but this gun here, you could you could grab it under stress, under fire, um, using your finger, uh, um, your your trigger finger to stage the trigger. We'd call it. You could almost slam it back. Three quarters of the way in the in the in the trigger pull, mm-hmm. and it would it was almost like a uh, like a detent that was there, and and you could feel it click and hold right there, and then that last second it was you could you could snap it through like it was single action. 
Nice. So uh, all of those 686s were like that, even the 66s, but the 686 just had that weight and balance to it, and it was a just incredible gun the way you could stage it like that, on, uh, I mean, even, even under duress. Um, and then when I saw this article, and it was like, Hey, that looks like a 686. Yeah, it hey, it's is. got a three-inch barrel, um, which I guess is not normal. That's a, that's a, um, uh, I guess you got to order that special. Yeah, I think so. Because he, uh, he's also looking at you know, you know, good round count, yeah. accurate, concealable. Yep. Uh, I mean, you know, early on he was talking about that he was looking at uh, a Ruger GP100. Right. But, right. You know, it's it's pretty good, pretty good size frame, and and his opinion uh, knocked it out of concealability. I mean, I, I conceal full size, five inch handgun. So, yeah, this guy might be a midget too. Yeah, midget, yeah, so. no mm-hmm. telling. Yeah. And he wanted to wanted to you know his choice of of uh, caliber. You know, was also looking at maybe a uh, a Smith and Wesson Performance Center nine eighty six and nine millimeter. Right, right. But that jumps the price tag of, oh, of yeah. the platform significantly. And three fifty seven is a very potent round. Yeah, you know, the caliber itself. Yeah, it so yeah. he just you know figured he'd stick with with a uh, standard quote unquote six eighty six plus. I'll tell you what I saw in here. Um, now he did a couple things to it. He did a couple upgrades. He put some you know some VZ grips to it. And but he, he put on he put an aim point on here. Yeah, uh, I've never put seen a, that a, on, a, a on, a, on a revolver like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Now remember the six eighty six has got the. I wouldn't say large. It has the uh, the the top mounted adjustable sights mm-hmm. uh, on the back of it. It's not just a groove sight. It's got a blade sight on the back. That's you can adjust it a little bit. It's not like a, right. a great thing, but I guess that gives the ability to mount the the ra- mount a rail there instead of that and put the um, and put this aim point a- acro on. Well, actually, it, it's not even. He didn't put a uh, a rail on there. The red dots on handguns are becoming so popular. There are a lot more companies out there making actual mounts. Over, not, wow. Not, not okay. necessarily just a generic rail and yeah. bolted on the rail. Um, this one, I'm trying to find it. in. I read it in the article, but I'm trying to find it now to tell you what it was. But he actually removed the adjustable rear sight and, and, and used those screw holes. And that's how this to goes ma- in. To, okay. mount, to, to screw down the mount and then attach the aim point on that. And he picked the aim point. Uh, the aim point acro because it is a closed unit. The emitter is uh, enclosed. It's all behind glass. Yeah. That was one of the the pre- uh, parameters that he personally liked. Right, right. And it is. it looks like a little box up there. It's not just normally like uh, when you see the little red dot where it's just a piece of glass right. you know, on the back. So this right. is, it's kind of like a real small... Uh, you know, uh, uh, like the old, uh, like the old aim points. You know, the the yeah. the the barrel ones. Yeah, to, yeah. To me, it's it's a it's pistol mounted aim point T one. There you go. There you go. That's yeah. it. That's what it is. Another thing he went into is he went in and uh, worked on the trigger, uh, installed a double action only kit, which also had different springs in there. Yep. Remove, uh, taking the trigger down from sixteen pounds to ten pounds. But then he's also looking at the, you know this is a defensive handgun, so Correct. you don't want a you know three and a half pound trigger on a on a double action only revolver. Yep. Yeah, you don't. Yep. This is a good gun. This is a good gun, and uh, everything he's got on here. This is about fourteen hundred bucks. Um, uh, that includes the aim point. That includes the you know the um, the the ac- yeah, the aim point acro and um, uh, and he's got the VZ grips again. That's the upcharge right. on there also. Um, the uh, listen, you could you could still pick up a, a these. They're now they're making the new Smith and Wesson six eighty six pluses, and they they you could get them still in the about the eight hundred dollar range, is what they're running for. 
to be in this category. So it's good stuff. And I'm telling you what, 686, even without all those changes, you got a hell of a gun. Oh, yeah. you got a hell yeah. of a gun. And, and, and it'll run with a Glock any day. Oh, yeah, for the first six rounds. Yeah. Well, seven yeah. in this place. Yeah, true. <laughs> hey, you're listening to Harm's Room Radio. We get back. Mr. Todd Fossey will be joining us. That was another one that was perfect. started smoking when I was thirteen. I always thought when the time came I could quit. No problem. We got thought twenty eight, I tried to go cold turkey and I found out how hard it really was. I made it all day without a smoke. (laughs) Right until I met up with the guys. But I learned something that night. In fact, every time I tried to quit, there were more than a few. I learned a little more about what worked and what didn't work for me. And when I realized that I wasn't alone, that most people don't quit on their first or second attempt, I knew there was still hope. Today, I'm an ex-smoker. My only advice is to never, ever give up trying to quit. If you're trying to quit smoking, the American Lung Association is here to help every step of the way. Visit quitterinyou.org for tools, tips, and stories from smokers we've helped to finally quit for good. The American Lung Association. We support the quitter in you at quitterinyou.org. There are a lot of things teenagers hope for. Homecoming. Getting a cell phone. My first boyfriend. But the things they shouldn't have to hope for? Finding a home. Getting a family. Having someone to care about me. Over half of the 500,000 kids out there in need of foster care are 12 and up. They need a caring home just as much, maybe even more, as the littlest ones. If your heart is big enough for a bigger kid, take this chance and give them a chance. Kids Peace, your local children's charity, can match an older child with your family and provide training for their special needs, financial support, even a 24-hour support team that's just a phone call away. Their needs may be bigger, but so are the rewards. To find out more, contact Kids Peace at 1-866-4-KIDS-PEACE or visit fostercare.com. With a little more effort, you can make a huge difference in the life of a bigger kid. The need is growing, so call or click today. We all play a role in keeping our community safe. Every day, we move in and out of each other's busy lives. It's easy to take for granted all the little moments that make up our every day. Some are good, others not so much. But that's life. It's when something doesn't seem quite right that it's time to pay attention. Because only you know what's not supposed to be in your everyday. So protect your everyday. If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities. Young men just don't seem to listen to the radio anymore. They're too busy with their earpods and TV games. It's iPods and video games? Whatever. Point is, young men are probably not listening to me right now, but they will listen to you. So I need you to remind them to register with Selective Service when they turn 18. It's an easy way to keep the door open to important benefits, like college loans and government jobs, and it's the law. So please, feel free to remind them to go to sss.gov or any post office to register. I heard that. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Ideal Concealed Cell Phone Pistol Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. Arms Room Radio is on the air live, coast to coast and around the world. Now, here's Earl. 
This segment of Arms Room Radio is brought to you by GunTech USA. For tactical excellence, check them out online at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the Ideal Conceal a Cell Phone Pistol Studios. And we have to get you some pictures, folks. I told you last uh, last hour, I went out and bought me a bought me a new gun. It was just it was one of those you know spur in a moment kind of things. And well, we got it here, so we'll, we'll try and post a picture up on uh, on the old Facebook so you can see it. It's a it's not a pretty gun at this point. Again, remember this was a uh, it's shooter grade. It's shooter grade, and found those uh, found those grips and was like whoop. That's that's going home with me. We'll get, <laughs> we'll get that fixed up. We'll get we'll get that taken care of. We'll make it make it nice. Um, hey, we should have uh, we should have our, our. I think we do. We have our caller on the line. Kelly, we got our caller on the line with us. I am. We, I am here. We got him. We got like him. That. All right. All right. I wasn't paying attention during the break. I was retrieving a gun. I apologize, folks. Normally, uh, our producer Kelly would would feed that information to us through the headphones, but Earl and I were playing with a gun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we were distracted. Ooh, Ooh, shiny. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, uh, please welcome back to the program, uh, Mr. Mr. Todd Fossey from Integrative Defense Strategies. Todd, welcome back to the program, sir. Man, always pleasure to be here, brother. Thank you guys so much for having me on. Of course, of course. First, first off, tell tell us where you are. You're on the road doing some training this weekend, aren't you? Yeah, I'm in St. Louis, Missouri, right now. Uh, my business, Integrated Defense Strategies, we do instructor certification courses, and I'm in St. Louis right now, conducting one of those courses at Extreme Krav Maga in St. Louis. Awesome place. If you live in St. Louis, come check them out. They do top-notch work. Awesome facility. Awesome team. I saw some of the uh, the Facebook videos you were doing there, doing you know some of the uh, the lecture portion of it, and uh, yeah, it looked looked pretty impressive. This was no you know little training room uh, in the side of some building somewhere. This is a looks like a nice facility. Oh yeah, it's a great facility, and these guys are pros, right? They they know what they're doing. It's a real honor to be here here working with their team for sure. They are, they are an official IDS. My my company also known as IDS. They are an official affiliate as well, so. They run our programs here at their school, and I'm just here training up uh, the remainder of their instructor staff. So, um, super exciting stuff that they've got going on. You should come check them out. Let's uh, let's do that before we get into you know some topics on training. Um, wh- how many how many affiliates? Where are the affiliates? And how do people find out more about the affiliates? We have we have uh, 40 affiliates, approximately 40 affiliates across North America and the U.S. and Canada. And if you're interested in becoming an affiliate and a certified IDS instructor, you can go to thisisids.com and click on affiliates. And then we have an we have an application form there to become an affiliate. You can schedule a call with our director of affiliates. So that would be the the, the best way to get in touch with us about becoming or learning more about becoming an instructor at IDS or affiliate. Yeah, and I'm taking a look at the the map of affiliates there. It's a, it's a Pretty good spread across the country. Yeah, you're you're, you're covered uh, east, west, uh, central, and uh, mid mid Atlantic. So yeah, yeah, this is this is nice. This is nice. So uh, yeah, and now that COVID's starting to lift, we're we're getting more and more on all the time. So I think we have to bring that map up to date a little bit. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Looks like you even got one up here in uh, north of the border, up in uh, Montreal. So 
Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Yes, sir. That's yes, pretty sir. cool. Yeah, we have some other prospects that are interested from up in Canada as well, and also more and more interest from Europe and and Asia as well. Yeah, Love it. so it's it's growing fast. We're very we're very excited about that. Yeah, thanks, Michael. I appreciate it. What's the um What's the instructor course uh, like? You know, I mean, you know, to teach these people to that want to become affiliates, and you go down there and you teach in uh, the instructor course. So it's not, you know, how long is that? What does it entail? To give give us a give us an overview. Yeah, so we have seven different levels of certification, actually. Wow, okay. <laughs> and uh, this is just level, yeah, this is level one that we're working on. It's inert weapons where the entire curriculum, the level one is an inert weapon certification where the entire curriculum revolves around the search, right, from next level training. Oh, yeah, so yeah. A, lo- a huge percentage of our curriculum revolves around uh, cert products and next level training products because they're just so versatile and a perfect fit for Krav Maga. So really... We're primarily, it's a holistic approach, which we'll probably talk about a little bit today because everything we do is holistic, but a lot of our emphasis is the integration of the firearm with the combative skills, with the deterrence, with the mindset. You know, we take a very sophisticated approach toward what we do. So that's sort of the main thrust for level one is to get people familiar with what we're doing so they can take those initial levels out to their students and, and apply it. And it can be done anywhere, right? Right. We have big, awesome facilities that are affiliates like this that people are doing it in the basement of their church, in their backyard, or wherever. It can be done anywhere. That's the beauty of it, especially in the climate that we're in today where ammo is so hard to get, you know, yeah. ammo so hard to get your hands on, right? And, uh, for, um, you know, live fire can be so limiting. So this allows us to work with real resistance with real live human targets. I listen. I, I love the, the you know the next level training, the cert the cert trainers that they have, and we've we've been through this before. Everything from the original one ten all the way through yeah. the new cert sticks they have. It's just uh, you know an absolutely ri- ri- ridiculous training aid, and uh, I honestly don't know how yeah. we did, we did it before that. I, you and I talked earlier this week. Um, uh, you know, mm-hmm. my training all is, is is all you know government side with a little bit of transition to civilian. Um, and, and I know you, your your focus there. In fact, you, you you call them something I've never even called them before. You call that you call the, the your students those that step in and want to know more. They're, they're citizen defenders. You, you know, I just call them. You know, we're yeah. just like well, citizens is what we always call them. But you're right. They're citizen yeah, defenders. They're citizen defenders because it's in their it's in their DNA to watch over the flock. Yeah, it's in their DNA DNA to be a protector. So we provide the support and community that they need to get high level training to watch after themselves watch after those that they love, watch after other innocent people, and to, to be honest with you, watch after freedom at the same time, right? So, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's our primary focus is to provide a you know, high-level level of support for citizen defenders. We do train military and law enforcement also, but our, our primary focus in our curriculum is literally designed in terms of taking the data, that we've, um, the data mining that we've done and taking that information and turning it into specific application for the citizen defender. That's our primary focus. Thank you for saying that. Um, I would, uh, you know, with, with the military and law enforcement training, we'd... Uh it wouldn't be it wouldn't be all the time, but we would we would just like you said we'd we'd grab on to a a, a citizen defender training because you, you don't want to get uh, you know pigeonholed with the same training over and over again. You want to see what others have available and what what their what their curriculum, what their courses, what their focus is, because otherwise you you know 
you, you end up being one of those guys where you know, okay, now hit me. No, not like that. Like this. You know, you know, just <laughs> you, you, you don't and you don't you don't want that. You want you want to see what everybody everybody has going on, what you could take away from yeah. it. Um, with your yeah, citizen defense, then you get stuck in an echo chamber, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah you exactly. Get stuck in an echo chamber, and then you're you're all you're doing is running around confirming your biases as opposed to taking an intellectually honest approach in terms of what's best. For those that you're training, that and you know, our emphasis is to to tailor those principles to the individual, right? We yes. don't take a standardized approach, a, a cookie cutter approach. We take the principles, we apply them to the individual for what their needs are, what their attributes are, and what their lifestyle is uniquely. Yeah, that's the idea. Let Let's talk the citizen defender context. That's that. This is something you and I we we discussed earlier in the week, and this is your. I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to put a label on it. You you put the label on it. What what is what is this? This is your. <laughs> it's a hierarchy of categories. Okay. You know, it's literally a hierarchy that we put in order in terms of categories, and there are several more categories and subcategories we could go on for days just about what the categories are. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Um, do you want me to go through kind of what the top eight are off the top of my head, or let's do this? And I got like it in front of me. If you don't, so don't worry. I'll get you through it. We got about a. We got about a minute left here, and, I, and I, this is what I want to talk about because when we started okay. to talk last week, and remember we've got these, you know, anywhere from depending on which study you look at, two to ten million new gun owners out there. Um, and, and listen, I'd love to believe that every gun owner is going to go out and vote, you know, Second Amendment friendly, and 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 put the guy back in office who's going to protect the Second Amendment as opposed to the candidate that's going to take this away. But that's not what this is about. This what what, what we're here to talk about is you own a gun. We want you to be responsible. We want you to know how to defend yourself. Uh, maybe, maybe on the flip side of that, when you realize having the gun is going to make you be able to defend yourself rather than taking the gun away from you, we'll get you to see our side politically, but not the point of this conversation. The point of this conversation is to make sure you're the operator safely and, and, and your, you and your family all end up in the, with the same amount of holes at the end of the day as you started with. That's right. I mean, because... You know, what most people really don't understand, I think they've heard it, is that if you don't really have a, um, a holistic approach toward your trading, then that firearm can very quickly become a liability. And we don't want to be a liability. We want to be an asset, right? Absolutely. In just about every context that you can think of, whether it be just basic handling and basic safety, all the way up to the highest levels of, you know, person protection and, you know, weapons-based combatives, right? Yeah. So, um I mean, that's the whole idea, right? We want we want to we want to develop a level of unconscious competence with our students at every at every level. Exactly. So, so let's 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 go ahead and go to the break, and we're going to come back, and then we'll tackle this eight on the next segment. You're listening right. to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Ideal Concealed Cell Phone Pistol Studios. We'll see you after the break. I know. I only screwed up one word. That segment. That's not too bad. The Keltec PMR30 is no hey, Kelly. the mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol. Uh, you got Watchtower still there? Blowback system and Say it again? You got the song Watchtower still there so in our folder? Get a rush from that one millionth of a All along the Watchtower? Innovation ignites performance. Brace yourself. There's 29 more. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltechweapons.com. 
Hey everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill. The oh, perfect. No, that's okay. That? Yeah, that's great. When we, when we come back for uh, for Todd, if we can play it then, I'll, I'll bring it back in. Yeah, we trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America. Thank you for calling Next Level Training. This is Jen. How can I help you today? Hi, Jen. This is Mike. Is this the home of the Next Level Training CERT SIRT training pistol? Oh, I got a queued up. Jen, do you have Excellent. military Thank you. discounts? Of course. How about law enforcement discounts? Law enforcement and military always receive 20% off of Next oh, Level Training. Oh, Mike, did you hear me? Wow, that's yep, awesome. Yep, I got you. What about if I'm an instructor? Yeah, we also I, have I took you out of queue so I can listen to this. Exactly did you hear it? Yes, I did. Sounded Jen, perfect. What if I want to buy a lot of them all at once? Yeah, we offer volume pricing. Are the CERT pistols made in America? Right here in Washington Premier? State. Do the CERT pistols have a warranty? All of our CERT training pistols come with a one-year warranty. How can I purchase one? You can purchase one online anytime at nextleveltraining.com, or you can purchase one over the phone with me. Jen, can you answer one last question for me? Yeah. Will you go to the prom with me? Not a fan. Thanks for calling, though. If you want your very own CERT SIRT training pistol, just go to nextleveltraining.com. That's nextleveltraining.com. And be sure to tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Ideal Concealed Cell Phone Pistol Studios. Got a question for the guys? Well, you can reach them by going to armsroomradio.com. Now, more Arms Room Radio live, coast to coast and around the world, with Mike and the guys and the Ideal Concealed Cell Phone Pistol Studios. The following segment of Arms Room Radio is brought to you by SnagMag, the premier concealed magazine holster. Check them out today at snagmag.com. That's snagmag.com. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the Ideal Conceal Cell Phone Pistol Studios. On the line with us, and we neglected to bring in his intro music last segment, so we're going to do it now. On his line, on the line with us, we have uh, uh, Mr. Todd Fossey from Integrative Defense Strategies. Todd, welcome back to the program. Uh, awesome to be here, brother. Thanks for having me again. Of course, sir. Of course. We're going to make sure we get your music there on the background when we come in there. That's, that's some watchtower for you right there. That's our, that's our music for you. If it offends... If there's somebody that I don't know, if there's somebody out there that hates watchtowers, you know, turn the channel, listen to somewhere else. You know, that's that's all. <laughs> that's all I could tell you. That's all I could tell you. Um, right uh, on, bro. Todd, right we, on. we we uh, we we left on on the cliffhanger. We want to talk about the uh, the the eight uh, values, the eight principles. Mm. Uh, you, you know, and this is this is where we want to go. Um, we got uh, just about ten minutes to do it, so we got it. We got enough time here. Talk to me about uh, talk to me about your your principles and values here for training. Why don't I just, well, these are sort of like 10 categories, okay. or eight categories, actually, that I have, that I kind of have broken down in a bit of a hierarchy. So why okay. don't I just list them off one by one, Yep. and then we can go down on the list, and then I'll just follow your lead with where you think we should go with this, okay? I love it. It's, uh, number one is personal, is, is your presence, how you carry yourself. Number two, <clears throat> excuse me, is awareness. Right, right. I've been talking for a week, so bear with my voice. That's okay. That's Number right. two is awareness, situational awareness. Right. Number three is decision-making, which yes. is huge, making sure that you're making sound decisions, yeah. right? 
Yeah. Number four is distance management, making sure we're managing distance appropriately. Number five is proper tactics and maneuvers. Number six is timing. Number seven is speed. And number eight is gear. Now, when I say this, I want everyone to know that I understand that all of these that I've listed are all dependent upon one another. Right. 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 This isn't linear. It's nonlinear, and everything is interdependent upon the other aspects. So that's the top li- that's our, that's our top eight of, of, of categories right off the top of our head. Now I also want to say this that when I talk about tactics and maneuvers I'm, I'm, it's, I'm, all, I'm talking about tactic and, tactics and maneuvers with a firearm, tactics and maneuvers without a firearm in terms of hands-free combatives and tactics and maneuvers that's a combination of the two. okay so all of those things are integrated together. That's the point of integrative defense strategies. Look at that. see how that works. Like, yeah. It's like you thought about it ahead of time. Building blocks. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've got uh, <laughs> my co-host Earl with me. And Earl is, listen, um, where, where, where I come from, that other side, Earl is that citizen defender, that, that, that trainer, that instructor, that student from, from the civilian side. Now, he's probably been... He's probably been corrupted because of all the government friends he has, but uh, you know, that's just, <laughs> it's just the way it works sometimes. Um, and, um, yep, that's the way it works. I want, I, want to, I want to bring him in and involve him with this also. Earl, when you hear presence... What, what is your thought process as a citizen defender when you hear presence? Well, uh, at the list, I, I can't really distinguish presence from awareness. I kind of, you know, lump them together myself in my mind. Um, I, you know, like, you know it, it's my tagline. Keep your head on a swivel. You pay attention to what, you know, what's going on around you. And, and you know, he said presence, you know, body consciousness. That's something that... that not trying to toot my own horn, but I kind of take as as a given. You know, I'm a pretty good sized guy, but I I can make myself a small target if I need to. And and, and yeah, I I look at you know, and also with with presence, you know, in my day to day concealed carry life, my goal is to make people that know I carry not realize I'm carrying. Yeah, let me, let me let me say this. Let me see, Todd uh, jump in here with you. Earl, I know Earl said those two are the same in his mind, but um, the the presence of Earl, I'll tell you what is is <laughs> is that uh, you you don't know that Earl's or Earl, he's like the rest of us, you know, that live in Florida. If we carry concealed, because that's the only option we have down here, you become a master at it because you can't. It's it's hard to wear shorts and t-shirts and 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 not be good at it without yeah. people knowing yeah. you're yeah. carrying a gun. Um, yeah. But Earl's presence right. is such that. It's, you know, it's upright, it's shoulders back, it's scanning the room, it's sitting yeah. against, the, you know, that's yeah. his presence. Uh, and now, mm-hmm. that, that, others see that and they go, oh, I don't, that's not a guy I'm going to mess. I'm going to go rob the store next door. <laughs> okay. Now, Earl, you have awareness, right. you know yeah, what's going yeah. on, but your presence tells the yeah. bad guy, I'm going elsewhere. Yeah. Is that, is that about right, Todd? Yeah, it's about it's about body language. It's about how, what, when we say presence, we're talking about how a person carries themselves. The research of violent crime clearly shows that if violent criminals are shown a group of people in a video, they'll choose the same video that they assume the same people out of that video, and they'll choose the people that are carrying themselves as prey. They'll choose people that are carrying themselves as victims. So the very first level of deterrence is literally your personal your personal presence, how you carry yourself through life. The second thing they look for is how closely they're, they're paying attention to their environment. 
And then the third thing they're they're paying attention to is their personal attributes. How old are they? How big are they? How fit are they? So yeah. that that's when when I talk about presence, that's what I'm thinking about. Yes. Same, same, same here. Same thing yeah. I'm thinking. Now, let me jump to the next one, and I want to ask Earl because I know he's got a quote. This is number three, decision-making. Um, Earl, when I think about decision-making, I think about the quote you use from Jeff Cooper. Uh, there's many of them. Which <laughs> uh, the, the, the one about how to win a gunfight. Oh, don't get in one. Yeah. You, 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 the decision-making. If you, if you yeah. have the ability to, um, to recognize, listen, that's a bad place to be going at night to using the ATM. Oh yeah, maybe yeah. that's not where yeah. I go to use I mean, the ATM. Yeah, you know? that that's where you know if, if I'm if I'm out grocery shopping with my wife and we hear you know we're at the back of the store typically in the supermarkets here in central central Florida. You know we're at the meat counter, which is towards the back of the store, and we hear a commotion, i.e., you know possibly gun gunshots at the front of the store where the cash registers are. My wife and I are looking for the back door. Right. Good decision making. What do you Todd when you when you talk good decision making, what is it you're looking for? Man, it, you know, there's so many levels and depths <laughs> true. to good decision true. making. But Very that's true. all good stuff, right? right. I mean, yep. conflict avoidance being where the bad stuff isn't isn't important. I mean, we could drill into yep. good decision making, you know, for you know, forever. Yeah. It could be anything from conflict avoidance like that to, to how you're, you know, what you're choosing to wear, what your method of carry is. But but I'm mostly I'm thinking about a, a, a sound decision like where you know when things go wrong like what are the tactics and maneuvers that i want to use that are going to be most optimal for the variables that i'm faced with yep right having a high fight iq having a high self-defense iq and fluid dynamic situations where the variables are are unpredictable and unrepeatable right and that takes time and that takes practice to develop you know reflexes to that stimuli so having, you know, really smart decisions on, you know, there's, there's you know, sort of the, the odd, more obvious values, and there's a lot of nuance to this that's kind of the art side of it that isn't obvious. That takes time to develop, right? I, so when I, I talk about decision-making, that's kind of what I'm talking about. I, you know, when I hear decision-making, and, and that I combine, you know, I, in, in my head right there with your, with your next one, distance management, um, I, I think of that because I'm, I'm a pilot and I'm not a fighter pilot, but I think some of the t- sometimes of that fighter pilot mentality. Okay, listen, or here we go. It's it's five on one. Um, my best decision, you know, might be to uh, um, turn to, and burn. To turn and burn. To ex- <laughs> to extend. Get myself the distance, and then and then reassess and get the get get a better tactical advantage that way. Totally, totally, absolutely. And you know, when I talk about distance management as well, you know. Having we do a lot of scenario force on force, real dynamic training, and what we found as found is almost exclusively that when in, in scenarios that students will wait too long and get people let people get too close, and yeah. they dramatically underestimate just how quickly things happen and how fast attackers can be on them. And, and I think that's a lot of it. Can happen, so. They're they're not used to making a decision that fast. They might they might see things no. and it's playing out in. In that slow mo, but they're not they're not ready to play out in fast speed yet. Um, Todd, that's uh, that's, no, that's that's no, that's they, what we got. They haven't reached that level of competence yet, right? Exactly right. Exactly right. Um, I know uh, we you've got to get back to training. We've got some stuff we've got to do. We're heading into the end of the bottom of the hour here, so we're going to let you get. Um, it is again. Tell people how to follow up and and, uh, and and where to follow you. Yeah, you can check out our website. This is ids.com. Check us out on YouTube. 
uh, Integrative Defense Strategies on YouTube and Facebook, Integrative Defense Strategies. You can also check me out on the Personal Defense Network and Funker Tactical as well. There you go, Mr. Todd Fossey. Folks, we'll have him back uh, two or three weeks. He'll be back on the schedule. Until next hour, please exercise your Second Amendment rights responsibly. If you aren't ready, get ready. If you are ready, stay ready. And remember, keep your head on a swivel. The Kel-Tec Sub-2000 semi-automatic rifle is sure to arouse your curiosity, not just because it's foldable and adjustable, but because it can take most popular handgun magazines. So in that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, curiosity turns to pure adrenaline. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. If you carry concealed, how do you carry your backup magazine? On your belt? Loose in your pocket? Not at all? Snag Mag is the solution. It's the original concealed pocket magazine holster that looks like you're carrying a pocket knife. Concealed in plain sight and designed for a fast reload, you can be confident your backup ammo is exactly where you need it, when you need it. Find your holster today at snagmag.com. That's snagmag.com because there's no such thing as extra ammo. Hey, greetings to all the patriotic Americans. This is Colonel Allen West, and you're listening to Arms Room Radio. And stand at attention when I'm talking. Hey everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America! Do stats. Some stats. See what happens. It's Arms Room Radio, live from the Ideal Conceal Cell Phone Pistol Studios, with Mike, Kevin, and Earl. Concealed carry, gun safety, the law, the latest gear, and more. You'll get it all right here, and you can connect with the guys at ArmsRoomRadio.com. Tweet, message, email, snap, or mind mail with them right now. Arms Room Radio is on the air live, coast to coast, and around the world. Now, here's Mike. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the Ideal Conceal Cell Phone Pistol Studios. My name is Mike. I promise to bring you all things gun, all the gun time, but I do not do it by myself. It's just way too much work, and I'm not, I'm not really, you know, I don't have that kind of time, you know. Actually, I lazy. Do. I, do. I do, I do. It's just we got other stuff we do. I mean, right? I mean, you got, uh, you got, a, you got to load mags, right? You got to yeah, load magazines, yeah. right? You got to sure. clean, clean guns, what? right? What? Got to clean weapons, right? Huh? Clean, clean. What? What's? Well, I know, I know. I usually clean mine just by shooting them more because yeah, yeah. I find that if you shoot your gun, a lot of the carbon comes out. Yeah. At least the French fries do. You know, the fr- the ones that get <laughs> caught in the holsters, and you know that's a. Um, I, I treat my cars the same way. Every now and then you have to, you know, floor it. That's right. Blow the carbon out. Oh, I thought you were talking about just put it out in the rain and let it get washed. <laughs> that's that a, too. I do that. Oh, I, I had. Hey, listen, if you haven't taken a uh, taken a shower with a machine gun, <laughs> you haven't lived before. Uh, and I literally mean, hey, we got to clean these weapons. We got an inspection coming. Okay, 
start the showers. You know, <laughs> and, and you get in there and you know, who's sacrificing their toothbrush? Exactly right. Yep. Um, hey, listen, I do not do the show by myself. Let me go around the room real quick and introduce you to my fellow compatriots. On my right is the right hand man, the great, 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 great grandson of Daniel Boone. Please welcome back. His name is Earl. Oh, good to be back. Though I almost didn't make it. You uh, were from last uh, break? I mean, <laughs> well, no, from f- today. I, I didn't bring it up in the in the first sex- oh, okay. segment of the show. Okay, but uh, I am proud to say my wife was giving on giving a class. Oh, on, family show program here. On, Hold on. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> a family program on home canning. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, we talked about that. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So tell us, tell us, so, tell us what else. Some of her girlfriends came over, right, 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 and were wanting to learn how to can meat. Okay, you know, home home canning. You know, in the the old school glass Hold jars. Oh, you said canned meat. Now I've heard of canned, you know, vegetables and canned uh-huh. fruits. Exactly. Canned meat. Yep. Can you can bacon? Uh, probably. I mean, they they, I'm they in. were. They were canning, working on canning hamburger. Mrs. Earl, I'm in. I'm yep, in. Yep. So, uh, canning meats. That's uh, listen. Uh, you know, that's now. Now I'm looking forward to the apocalypse. If I, <laughs> if I have canned meats, oh <laughs> yeah. That's, I, I look at my pantry and it's like, yeah. When when's the day gonna come? I get to break all this open. <laughs> yeah. This is gonna be good. We might have to go over there one day and just shoot fireworks at the house. So you can. <laughs> so you got, an ex- you got an excuse to break one open. You know? Well, make sure you do it at a distance. Yeah. <laughs> so for well, I can see it. <laughs> you shooting fireworks, there might be something fire, fireworked back at you. Yeah, but anyway, so this, you got you got some fireworks going on. They're coming at the house. You and the missus are crawling around on the ground. You know, you're going for extra mags and some canned bacon, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Open can, get bacon. That's it. That's about all it takes. It's, uh, that's that's it. So, how long has she been in the in the canon uh, the canon business, canon world here? Oh, a long time. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's something that uh, she 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 on her own had some information, but then I'm proud to say my mother gave her some more information, gotcha. and she's just taking it and you know ran from there. You know, like I said, you know, I'm a big guy. I'm not just saying I'm tall. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I like to eat. That's right. The um, you've got a photo. Don't you of all the canned goods? No, oh, no, it's not our our or jarred our, goods or anything like that. It was it was a joke. She just or a, a joke meme. Oh, she okay. just sent okay. to me not too long ago, and it. I'm trying to remember the exact verbiage. It says, you know, fellas, make make a good choice in in your woman, and it showed on one side of the photo, uh, rows and rows of shoes in the closet. And then on the right side of the photo, it shows rows and rows of canned food mm. in the pantry. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, you got to have a comfortable pair of shoes to walk back and forth <laughs> to the pantry. But <laughs> other than that, you're good to go. You can do that in flip-flops. There you go. Yeah, flippity-floppity. Uh, all right. All right. Well, let's, um, let's jump into some statistics for Uh-oh. the week, shall we? Shall we? Let's. Uh, shall we do? You want to do cities or countries first? Countries? Countries? No. we got to do, do countries? countries. Okay. Countries first. All right, uh, here, here we go again. From sea to shining sea, babe. From sea to shining sea, <laughs> baby. Here we go. USA, number one place that uh, Arms Room Radio has been listened to over the past seven-day period. USA. 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 We have, uh, we have the, uh, the second-placed runner-up 
in the uh, the the War for Independence in 1776. Uh, number two was the United Kingdom. Ah. Uh, so they come in second place here listening to us. Number three, well, we knew this was going to happen because Kevin wasn't here. Whenever Kevin's not here, and I have no idea, and I cannot explain this to you, when he's not here, the Russian Federation is always in the top five. <laughs> and they made, they made number three. Dobre uh, Number four is the Zivaderland. Zivaderland. Uh, ah, Javol. is the Germany. Number five, another one I have difficulty explaining. Uh, why we have such a great fan base. Cambodia. In Cambodia. Yes, <laughs> yes we do. Um, number six are our friends to the Great White North. Uh, go Leafs. Uh, off, eh? the, you know, listen, I, can, uh, I think I can attribute this to our good friends in two locations. Uh, those in the uh, Pacific Northwest. Uh, you know, there's, there's rollover there into, uh, into BC, you know, into the British Columbia and Vancouver. And then, of course, to our friends over in... Uh, uh, Northern New York up there, Fort Drum area, uh, you know, up across the border uh, as well. Number number seven, we see them occasionally. They stop by. India. India is here. Number eight, another fan favorite is uh, Spain. España. 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 I am the Spaniard. Uh, number nine, Belgium. We see Belgium quite often. Mm. They, have the, uh, they have the waffles and the beer. Yes. And number a ten. This may be a first. This may be the first time I've seen this country on our list. Our friends in Albania. Really? Yeah. Albania? Yeah, which is not the capital of New York. That's, <laughs> that's, that's Albany. That's Albany. It's different. Different place. <laughs> different place. This is Albania. Albania. So uh, hmm. so welcome Interesting. Yeah. to all our friends in uh, Albania. Uh, let's take a look around the, around, there, around the country where we've we got our top listeners um, Charlotte, North Carolina. Welcome, Charlotte, North Carolina. You guys are you're, you're big. Uh, Garner, North Carolina. Not sure how far you are from Charlotte, but they're there. Arizona. Love you, Arizona. Love you, Texas. Love you. Uh, listen, Palm Desert, California. We've got a big, big, big uh, going. We, we, California. Really? Los Banos, uh, uh, Palm Desert. Uh, let's <laughs> see where else we can. Well, we got uh, Mountain View. We always have Mountain View listening to us. Uh, and San Francisco. Baby Pelosi. <laughs> Maybe she's listening while she's getting her hair cut. Uh, you know? Yeah, without her mask on. Yeah, exactly. I wish she'd wear a mask is what I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, yeah. Could you imagine if we had to come in? Uh, honey, I'm here. No, no. I'd rather go roll around in a poop on the streets in San Francisco. <laughs> just to get away with that. Yeah, so. I was just figuring, you know, they, they, they can't have guns in, in uh, California. They listen to a couple guys talk about it. There you them. go. There you go. There you go. Hey, you're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Ideal Concealed Cell Phone Pistol Studios. We'll see you after the break. The Keltec um, PMR30 is no run-of-the-mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol, not so with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30-round magazine. So when you get a rush from that so one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, brace yourself. Join along. There's 29 more. Innovation. All right, we're going to talk performance. about Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of Gun Tech USA. Gun Tech, 
a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, GunTech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, handguards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA, defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love bourbon? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love whiskey? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love America? Boundary Oak Distillery. Then you'll love Boundary Oak Distillery. With names like Patton Armored Diesel, Sinful 69, and Lincoln Straight Bourbon, you can't go wrong. Boundary Oak Distillery. Located in the hills of central Kentucky, Boundary Oak Distillery is the first licensed distillery in Hardin County since Prohibition. Boundary Oak Distillery. Boundary Oak Distillery is a proud supporter of military service members and their families. Boundary Oak Distillery. Learn more today about Boundary Oak Distillery and where you can get some at BoundaryOakDistillery.com. That's Boundary Oak Distillery. Boundary Oak Distillery. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the founding fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no yeah. one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday night special, or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of honest, responsible individuals, we have the right of choice. We have the right to read books others don't like. We have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. Nice. We have the right to dress nice. the way we want to. to. We also have the right to, to own firearms for our choice. So the next time someone tells you, you don't need something, <laughs> tell them. It's the Bill of Rights, not the I Bill of Needs. Join the Second Amendment Foundation today so this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call 425-454-7012. That's 425-454-7012. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Ideal Concealed Cell Phone Pistol Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. Arms Room Radio is on the air live, coast to coast and around the world. Now, here's Mike. The following segment is brought to you by Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you like bourbon? Do you like America? Then you're going to love Boundary Oak Distillery. Check them out today at boundaryoakdistillery.com. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the Ideal Conceal, a cell phone pistol studios. Okay, here we go. We need to talk to you about uh, about arm braces. Now, listen, I know, and this is kind of an important topic, but but I know, you know, maybe 5% of you right now are going, 
Oh, arm braces. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was saying, let's back up, give a little backstory yeah. of why this topic's coming up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I know the other 95% of you right now are going, the what? The what? <laughs> well, listen, we, we, we promise, you know, this, we're going to keep this to one segment. Major Bill joins us next hour or next segment as well. So, so we've, we're, we're on a time constraint. I want to give you this, what we know. Arm braces are... Pistol arm braces. Pistol arm braces for ARs, uh, and even now on AKs, uh, you, you see them as well. I think uh, I may have even seen them on shotguns. I, shotguns, I, I, I wasn't sure. I'm glad you, glad you uh, said it if you'd seen them. Uh, the, um, you know, the quick lesson here is the National Firearms Act uh, says that uh, a short barrel rifle is any rifle with a barrel under 16 inches in length. Shotgun, it's 18 inches. What does that mean? That means uh, if you have a rifle with less than that length or a shotgun with less than that length, you have to pay the government a $200 tax tax uh, for a tax stamp. And uh, you can now possess a, uh, a short barrel rifle or short barrel shotgun under 16 or 18 inches. The waiting period at this point is nine months to a year. Um, you get that tax stamp. It becomes what's commonly called a class three item. Yeah, I love how the government. Oh, that's illegal. Oh, you you want to you want to give me two hundred bucks? Yeah, give me two hundred bucks. Yeah. Give me two hundred bucks for it. Right. Right. Um, okay. You're cool. You can have it. The arm brace is something that was designed eight ten years ago. Is about when it happened. Um, Has it been that long already? It's it was wow. it was right around uh, um, uh, eight ten years ago where we saw them first come into existence. Um, I want you to imagine uh, basically uh, you know a one armed person, uh, whether they have no use of their left or you know, one arm or they have uh, they don't have one arm. You know, but it's it's a one-armed person trying to shoot an AR. Well, it becomes, you know, wildly, you know, unstable uh, because you know, you're you're holding such a longer thing, uh, a longer uh, AR. So they said, let us do pistols. So they gave pistols to these individuals, and it's a little more controllable, but because they only have one point of contact on it, right? It's it's not. So at the end of the pistol buffer tube, now a pistol buffer tube is imagine your rifle without a stock, but it still has to have the buffer tube attached for the bolt and the bolt spring to go, excuse me, for the for the uh, um, bolt. the buffer and the buffer spring to come backwards with the bolt as, bolt, it, bolt as it cycles. Group. Correct. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bolt, bolt carrier group, thank you. The, the buffer tube is essential to the cycling process of an AR. It is, absolutely. You know, it comes back six, eight inches, whatever it happens to be. Um, so they said, can we put a brace on there? So this was basically taking the pistol tube which is just a standard looks like a you know a three-quarter inch one inch piece of pipe that sticks out from the back of the the, uh, the ar can we can we strap that to the arm giving it a second point of contact that way it could be held and aimed and, and it could be much more reliable and they sent that to the the tech branch at atf and they took a look at it and they went yeah well approved this is approved as designed if you want to have a, an arm brace on here you can do that. Now, before that, Earl, remember it had been illegal. If you had a pistol buffer tube on there, just the tube, if you took a tennis ball yeah. and cut a hole in it and put that on the back and put that against your shoulder, it was illegal. It was a short barrel rifle. But if you took just the pistol buffer tube, no, nothing other than the way it was bolted together yep, yep. and put that against your shoulder, you're fine. That was okay. Yeah. Um, so the ATF approved this arm brace. And here's, here's the important part. Approved as designed. Mm-hmm. Approved as designed. So a little while goes on, and people start taking these things and 
uh, they start to look more and more like stocks. Now, they got a split in the center, so you can still put your arm in it. But from the side, it looks exactly like an M4 stock. So guess what happens when you put something that looks exactly like an M4 stock on an AR pistol? Uh, People put it against their shoulders. Hmm. And so another letter was sent to the ATF asking, Can, is this okay? And the ATF said, it's approved as designed. And they said, well, what about putting it against their shoulder? And they said, it's approved as designed. Go ahead. Uh, okay, just, just playing devil's advocate <laughs> yep, yep. here. Approved as designed. Yep. So if I take my four-wheel car and drive it on two wheels, is that still approved as designed? Not approved as designed. Designed to be done on four wheels. But if you want to go out and do that, this but, is what ATF did. But, but it's still a car. Right. What, what ATF said, if you want to go do that, we're not going to bother with you. We don't care. And that's where this went. Over the, over the course of Second Amendment priorities between the Obama administration and the Trump administration, this was one of those, meh, meh. Listen, I'm talking to 5% of you right now, and I know that, which is why we're trying to get through this quickly, because we've got things that we want to talk to the rest of the people in the audience about. Um, it's kind of like the bump stock. And this is what I've heard comparison-wise. This is bump stock ban 2.0. No, it's not. You know what the bump stock was designed to do? The bump stock was designed to simulate automatic fire. As designed, it was designed to simulate automatic fire. At that point, the ATF said, you know what? And this happened after the, the Las Vegas shooting. They said, we changed our mind. We're going back on our original decision. And they changed it. Okay. They changed their original decision. You got a problem with that? You got a problem with that. This arm brace, the original design was as the arm. People are all up, excuse the, the pun, People are up in arms right now <laughs> because they can no longer use the arm brace against their shoulder and use it as a short barrel rifle. Guess what? You want to use your arm brace? Use it as an arm brace. The ATF is tired of being embarrassed over this. Folks, can't tell you the number of friends I have at the executive level at ATF. Okay? I'm not going to give you names. Refuse to give you names because of confidences built over years. The ATF is going to make sure arm braces are not used anymore unless you want to strap it on your arm and shoot one armed. If they had their way at this point, over their level of error they made originally improving this and their embarrassment over having it taunted in their faces by the firearms industry over the past seven, eight years, the only ones that will be able to use this, if ATF had their way, will, pe will be people with one arm. Okay? Mm. They're done with it. Uh, there's a, there's, a, there's one, corp, one company out there that applied for um, uh, approval to put this arm brace on their short uh, arm brace on their pistol. Okay. So an AR with a seven, eight inch, ten inch barrel, whatever it is. And in the demonstration paperwork they sent to ATF, they show them using it against their shoulder. Ugh. And ATF said not approved as designed. Now that company comes out and says. Folks, ATF said it's a short barrel rifle, and if you want to use this arm brace, you've got to pay a $200 tax stamp. Load of crap. Quit fighting and quit being a dumbass, okay? It's an arm brace. You want to use your arm brace? Use it with your arm. Use it with one arm. This is not ATF changing their mind. This is not violation. Listen, do I personally believe the National Firearms Act of uh, 1932 and 34 and the Gun Control Act of 68 are unconstitutional? Absolutely. But guess what? They're not the ones out there using an arm brace as a short barrel rifle. Okay? You are. 
If you don't like the law, let's get together and change the law. Don't go out there and violate the law and say, well, we're all doing it, so you got to let us do it. <laughs> yeah. It's always been approved as designed. They're not doing that. I'm sorry. No sympathy for you, you jack wagons that get caught at this point. For years and years and years, we've been telling you, don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, it's going to happen. Now, if you have an arm brace, feel free to continue to use it as, a, as an arm brace on a pistol. If you want to put it against your shoulder, ATF's made it clear that's a, uh, that's a felony unless you register it as a short barrel rifle. And that paperwork will be out before the end of the year. There will be blanket coverage from the ATF before the end of the year. And it's got nothing to do with politics. It's, listen, this, this, this deals with so few of you that it's not going to affect the election. This is, this is not election engineering or anything like that. This is the ATF correcting a wrong that they had uh, and, and now they're coming around to fix it. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, this there was a uh, there was a clutter of of of, uh, of of wrongness that happened, and now it's being fixed. Uh, again, want to use your arm brace as an arm brace? Use your arm brace as an arm brace. You want to use a short barrel rifle? Go get it registered as a short barrel rifle. That's you know that's all we can tell you, folks. Follow the law. Or, or in the ATF's case, the internal memo. The internal memo. Final. Follow the internal memorandum, because. They do rule through memorandum. Yeah. That's my biggest problem with them. I agree. Absolutely. Hey, you're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Ideal Concealed Cell Phone Pistol Studio. Stick around. we get back. Major, Bo- Major Bill will be with us. Kilometers northwest of Kandahar, Afghanistan, at a remote desert military base, American soldiers are playing video games. There are cold drinks, coffee, snacks, and comfy chairs. There's an internet connection, a putting green, frisbees, and footballs. There are DVDs, books, games, and guitars. There are toothbrushes, shaving cream, body wipes, and shampoo. This is today's USO. It's the USO to go program. With all of the above and more, selected and ordered directly by the troops themselves, packaged and shipped anywhere in the world. Today, it's just one of the ways the USO supports our troops, lifts their spirits, and serves as the link between them and the American people. People just like you. To donate and to find out more about the USO, visit us at USO.org. The USO, until everyone comes home. We've got Major the Bill. Time that we saw combat as a you say you got Major Bill? More surreal. Yes, right? yes. Oh, right, right. You're under fire. You're getting blown up. There's definitely adrenaline. There was the explosion. And I remember just opening my eyes, and it got both of my legs. I had surgery after surgery, and I was on a lot of pain medicine. What's going to happen next? And how long am I going to be here? I don't. The Wounded Warrior Project dropped off a backpack for me. And it had everything in there that I could possibly have needed at that time. Peer visitors, people who have been where I had been before, said, look, brother, everything's going to be okay. Three months from now, four months from now, a year from now, you'll be fine. That type of thing is an invaluable service. To be honest, I don't know if I would be as well adjusted as I am now if it wasn't for them. To learn more, call 1-877-832-6997 or visit woundedwarriorproject.org. We all play a role in keeping our community safe. 
Every day, we move in and out of each other's busy lives. <laughs> it's easy to take for granted all the little moments that make up our everyday. Some are good, others not so much. But that's life. It's when something doesn't seem quite right that it's time to pay attention. Because only you know what's not supposed to be in your everyday. So protect your everyday. If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities. Young men just don't seem to listen to the radio anymore. They're too busy with their earpods and TV games. It's iPods and video games? Whatever. Point is, young men are probably not listening to me right now, but they will listen to you. So I need you to remind them to register with Selective Service when they turn 18. It's an easy way to keep the door open to important benefits like college loans and government jobs. And it's the law. So please, feel free to remind them to go to sss.gov or any post office to register. I heard that. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Ideal Concealed Cell Phone Pistol Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. Arms Room Radio is on the air live, coast to coast and around the world. Now, here's Earl. The Fallen Hero segment of Arms Room Radio is proudly brought to you by MaxLawOrlando.com. Sony. Deputy Christopher Schaub, Broward Sheriff's Office, Broward County, Florida, was killed in the line of duty September 26, 2012. Schaub, 47, was a 22-year veteran of the Broward Sheriff's Office. Died from injuries he suffered in a crash in Pompano Beach. He was assigned to the traffic unit as a motorman at the time of his death. Deputy Schaub started his law enforcement career with the Livingston Police Department in New Jersey, where he was a patrolman from 1985 to 1989. He was also a volunteer firefighter with the Livingston Fire Department from May of 1987 until September 1988. In 1989, Deputy Schaub did a six-month stint as an investigator with the Hudson County Prosecutor's Office in New Jersey before joining the Broward County Sheriff's Office in 1990. At BSO, he worked in road patrol, in the detective bureau, and with the traffic unit. Deputy Schaub was Deputy of the Month in July of 2004, November 2007, and January 2008 for exemplary law enforcement actions. He is survived by his son, Tim, daughter, Caitlin, brother, Raymond, sisters, Cynthia and Barbara, girlfriend, Kimberly, and her children, Kayla and Tyler, and a host of nephews and nieces. Deputy Christopher Shaw, Broward County Sheriff's Office, you are not forgotten. If you or a family member or a friend have any legal issues whatsoever, feel free to give me a call at 407-480-2179 or on my cell at 407-467-4960, and I will do everything I can to see if you can get the answers you need for your friends or family or yourself to whatever your legal issue is. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you again for uh, sponsoring the uh, first, excuse me, Fallen Hero segment of the program. Uh, folks, you want to hear somebody on Fallen Hero? Go to facebook.com slash uh, facebook.com slash armsroomradio. It would be an honor to do the Fallen Hero segment at your request. 
Hey, on the line with us, we have the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Please welcome back to the program, Major Bill. Ground control to Major Bill. Hey, guys. How's everybody doing this week? Doing good. Doing good. And not too shabby, sir. How about you? Uh, doing well. No no complaints. Uh, you know, it's... Uh, I don't want to say it's status quo because there's nothing really that's status quo in the world of law enforcement. Uh, but <laughs> especially uh, this year, yep. And we, we, yes, especially this year, and we, we never want to say the Q word. Um, you know, that's that's uh, that's a death sentence, especially on a weekend. Uh, so we're going to avoid <laughs> that. There you go. Yep. No. No. Uh, no quince. Can't say quince. No say quince. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, so how how have, th- how have things been for you, sir? Well, things things are well, but uh, well, it, things are well for me personally. Law enforcement wise, we're we're starting to see. You know, it, it, I don't want to say starting. Things have not been uh, normal this year <laughs> in, in in many aspects. Right, right. Uh, and but in one in particular with. You know, the COVID pandemic, you saw various governments, you know, from the federal government all the way down, uh, declaring uh, states of emergency. Yes. And we are seeing the impact uh, on law enforcement. And then you have what the state of emergency is dealing with the pandemic. And you see a lot of the protests that are going on about defunding police, uh, police reform, uh, and those kind of topics. Right. Uh, when a government declares a state of emergency, they are basically suspending a lot of uh, due process rights, yeah. things like that. It's a big uh, deal. Yeah, it's not just a little it, thing. Yeah. It's a, no, it's it's a wide swath. It's a wide brush. And what we're starting to see, and of course, you know, the first story I saw about this comes from California, where the local governments are starting to use those uh, states of emergency to impose uh, their will uh, to give in to the defund the police, um, reimagine the police, uh, restructure the police, all these different things, and to push forward with these agendas uh, to basically continue to handcuff uh, law enforcement, pardon the pun, on how they go out there and do their services every day. And when you're, you're getting people involved and, you know, thinking, oh, well, we're not going to send a police officer out there. We're going to send a social worker. Uh, we're going to send this. We're going to send that. Uh, we're going to defund the police in these areas to be able to give money to these areas. Um, and a lot of it's a shell game, but also a lot of it is you are seeing because of the states of emergency, there's certain aspects that they don't have to abide by contracts, they don't have to abide by uh, certain policies because it's an emergency. And, you know, yeah, using the yeah. old air quotes there. Yeah. So, and we're, we see that on a lot of different fronts, but being that my segment's law enforcement, that's, that's what <laughs> I'm concentrating on. Right. And uh, Vallejo, California, uh, has been dealing with uh, a lot of uh, issues internally and externally and now you, you're starting to see that their city government is pushing forward with uh, defunding certain areas, reforming certain areas, uh, 
because they can get away with it under the state of emergency. Okay. Uh, and they're bypassing contract issues. They're bypassing policy issues. And Vallejo, because of a lot of things that are going on there, has lost almost half of their police department. Uh, wow. As far wow. as officers leaving. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's, and you're getting to the point in law enforcement that I see it every day. A lot of officers, a lot of deputies, troopers, federal agents whatever, are saying, you know what? You don't want this. You don't want us. Okay. And I, I've always said, you know, be careful what you wish for, because you just might end up with it. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, what's going to happen? Elections have consequences. Absolutely, and at all levels of government, not just the, the federal level. Uh, so these are some of the concerning things that I see coming out that people need to be aware of, that you have the slow erosion of your rights, privileges, and freedoms because of a quote-unquote emergency very true very true uh it's a it's a um it's a dual-edged sword right what, what do they say you know if you if you give up uh if you give up your rights in the name of freedom haven't you given up your freedom in the name of rights you know it's 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 just it's it's uh you know thomas jefferson warned us of it and uh we saw this this week up in um Michigan. Remember, two weeks ago we had the uh, a week and a half ago we had the Michigan Supreme Court finally come down and say that uh, Governor uh, Whitmer there was uh, was in clear violation uh, of the law, um, and then to find out that the uh, there was uh, an extremist group uh, that uh, had uh, was working on removing her from power. <laughs> you know, they they permanently. Yeah, they were going to remove her from power, and um, um, I, I don't. I think. Uh, I don't know. I mean, the timing of that's a little suspect. After the, after she was uh, basically neutered by the Supreme Court, uh, would they still have gotten her? Now, obviously, they've been planning a criminal act, so they still went and got got them. And and, and of course, what's the first thing she did? She blamed, she blamed Trump oh, for yeah. this, and then you know they tried to yeah. prop these guys out of those, as white supremacist Trump supporters. And you find out yeah, that no. they they hate Trump even more than Biden does. You know, mm-hmm. it's just it's. <laughs> Absolutely, you know, ridiculous. Uh, that's the stuff that's going on in uh, in today's world, and try and just you know, just trying to. You know, I wish the players had a scorecard. You know, as the old saying goes, you know, you're an anti-fascist, but you're a fascist. So, you, but you work together. So, I don't, I don't get that. I don't get that at all. Well, it's the you know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yeah, and we know how that worked out over the course of history <laughs> in many, many places. So it's 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 good for uh, it's good for yeah, the immediate, yes, but did. not good for the long term. Um, so that's that's yeah, well, you know, crazy. unfortunately, the people historically uh, have very uh, short term memories, and it's you know, what's what what is going to do for me right now, and they fail to look down the road and see, you know, actions have consequences, both good and bad. And what are the ramifications of these issues? And this is what we're facing in law enforcement. Are we going to continue to be law enforcement, or are we going to turn into something along the lines of law compliance? I'm sorry, sir. Please don't rob that store. Yeah. Uh, that's you know that's not nice. Exactly right, uh, Major. Thank you again for joining us this week, and please, you and all your compadres, stay safe. Absolute, all my brothers and sisters in blue. Remember, wear your vest, wear your seatbelt, check your stick. Always go home at the end of your shift. You're with your arms room radio coming to you live from the ideal concealed cell phone for the studios. Guys, we'll see you right after the break.
The Keltec PMR-30 is no run-of-the-mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol, not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30-round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, brace yourself. There's 29 more. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Hey everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America! Thank you for calling Next Level Training. This is Jen. How can I help you today? Hi, Jen. This is Mike. Is this the home of the Next Level Training CERT SIRT training pistol? Do you guys watch college football? Do you have military discounts? Do not. Of course. How about law enforcement discounts? Do we miss something? Law enforcement and military always receive 20% off. <laughs> the Oklahoma and Texas training. game wow, is going awesome. into what about if four overtime. We also have the package design exactly for the Does it do shank the field goal? 30-some-year field goal. Yeah, we also have volume prices. Are CERT pistols made in America? Right here in Washington State. Do the CERT pistols have a warranty? All of our CERT training pistols come with a one-year warranty. How can I purchase one? You can purchase one online anytime at nextleveltraining.com, or you can purchase one over the phone with me. Jen, can you answer one last question for me? Yeah. Will you go to the prom with me? Not a chance. Thanks for calling, though. If you want your very own CERT SIRT training pistol, just go to nextleveltraining.com. That's nextleveltraining.com. And be sure to tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Ideal Concealed Cell Phone Pistol Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. Arms Room Radio is on the air live, coast to coast and around the world. Now, here's Earl. The following segment is brought to you by Snag Mag. Snag Mag is your premier concealment holster for your magazine. Check them out today at snagmag.com. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the Ideal Conceal Cell Phone Pistol Studios. Last segment. Here it is. Already? Here it is, here it is folks. Man. Last segment. Happens every time. Uh, let me make sure you uh, you go and check out uh, the, the our training guru there at uh, this is IDS this is IDS dot com. That's Integrative Defense Strategies with our good friend Todd Fossey. Um, yeah, those affiliates are movingly rapidly moving rapidly around the country, and um, we got to go. He's got he does have an affiliate near us, or we're gonna have to go over there. Nice. I'm thinking. I don't know if I want to. You know, they're gonna want us to put on sweats and get dirty and you know do oh, all that. Man. So I know, yeah, I, I know. Just, I you know just want to go and take pictures. That's all ne- I want to do. Next week or two, when we get further down the list, and he talks about speed. Oh yeah, I'm out. Yeah, I don't do stuff fast. I, I, I mean, I got some speed, like um, you know, like uh, refrigerating back on the commercial <laughs> speed. You know that kind of stuff. <laughs> That's right. We're yeah. old school. Yep. You know, during the commercial break, bathroom, get food, snacks. And be back on the couch by the time the end of the commercial. You know what? You know, uh, my uh, my my child inside uh, the the house. Um, <laughs> she uh, she grew up with the uh, with the DVR uh-huh. and the, and the just TiVo. Pause and the, no. Just pause it. Just pause it. Just pause it. 
uh, over the past year, we have uh, we have gone to uh, we've, we've we've broken the cord, you know, the cable or whatever okay. it is. So I no longer pay the ridiculous bill for the satellite, and I right. got one of the uh, I got I got Roku. Okay, so it's it's an app based TV, and I I get the app for this rather than have channels. I got apps, and you watch what you want. Some of them combine it, and it's pretty good. I'm paying about half of what I paid for. I'll tell you, I'll throw them under the bus right now. Direct TV. Um, and, um, you know, my bill when I originally started with them was $75 a month, went up to almost $300 a month, and, and just ridiculous, and, you know, for all the stuff they kept adding on there. Yeah. So I finally broke the, broke the cord. Only thing that happens now is there's no recording. You can't record. Mm. You've got to watch it in real time or wait until after it's aired on the West Coast, and you can watch it on the app. So unless you want to watch it three hours later, because then it's available on demand. So you got this three-hour window. If you want to watch it fresh, <laughs> you got to watch it live yep. with commercials and stuff. So that drives my my daughter nuts because she's like, <laughs> I'm like, come on, it's getting ready to start. It's getting ready to start. She's like, pause it, pause it. I'm like, nope. We don't <laughs> have that anymore. We don't pause it. This is how we grew up. You know? <laughs> You're lucky I don't make you stand at the TV and tra- change the channels. <laughs> <laughs> hey, get up. Go, yeah, go, go change that channel. Yep, yep. Because we were the remote growing up, yeah. <laughs> so what do you mean you lost the remote control? Yeah. I was That's the remote it. control. I, I was the clicker. Oh boy. Um, hey, let's uh, let's let's cover St. Louis real quick. I know that um, uh, Mr. Todd Fossey's over there in St. Louis. Didn't have a chance to talk to him about it. Um, we have uh, the McCloskeys. Remember the McCloskeys? Yes. These are the two that uh, came out of their house during the protests air quotes air protest quotes, you know, air protest quote, the, the during the uh, the lawlessness and riots and destruction uh-huh. uh, in st louis um i say lawlessness riots and, dest- and destruction what happened what happened mike oh they broke through the gate at the private neighborhood yeah. and tore it down and came inside and we're making verbal threats that we're taking your house taking your wife that's my bedroom i'm gonna do this to your wife and right there i'm gonna do that right there uh-huh. um so the mccloskey's decided to uh, come outside with their Firearms, as we told you when this first story first came out, the two of them, uh, they need a bucket full of training. Oh, okay? yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, her, her uh, you know, extensively, um, him uh, maybe not so much because of the long gun he was carrying, uh, come to find out that they even brought these firearms out and one may have been inoperable, inoperable and one may have been unloaded. Yeah, as I say, the best I, my knowledge, what I've heard, yes, his was unloaded, hers didn't work because they had used it in court previous yeah, to yeah. this event. Yep. They had rendered it inoperable. To have it in court. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me tell you this, folks. If you plan on using a firearm as a prop or a display to try to intimidate somebody, you're wrong. It's not what a firearm is for. Firearm nope. is for use uh, in defense of life. Yes. That's it. That's what you got. That's what you got right there. Um, you're, you're feared for your life, and that's it. Um, if you're going to come out and wave it around, I kind of I hope karma gets you. I kind of hope somebody beats you with your own you know, inoperable gun. Uh, you know, obviously, you don't want to see anybody get hurt unnecessarily, but not what they're for. Not what they're for. Now, even knowing that one was inoperable and one was unloaded, the political district slash state attorney there in St. Louis has decided to file charges against them, and they just got them indicted here this past week. Um, now, indicted doesn't mean warrant issued for their arrest. Indicted doesn't mean uh, um, they'll be going to jail anytime soon. Indicted means 
we have enough to charge you with it, and uh, you know we're gonna we're gonna demand you go to court. Now, the mayor, excuse me, the governor and the president have both said we're going to pardon them. This was a clear, clear example of what the Second Amendment is. Yeah. Um, and if you try to take them and put them in, in, in the gray bar and put them in the jail house, then we're going to immediately pardon them. And like this never happened. Um, and the mayor there, she's, or excuse me, the, the, the district attorney there has decided this is the hill she wants to die on. Yeah, you know? she, she's taking this as a personal political yeah. agenda. And, uh, and all she's, all she's going to get is a whole lot of embarrassment. Yeah. A whole lot of embarrassment. Uh, this is what you're seeing now, what you see things going on around the country uh, in, in many different places that you see unrest, that the Second Amendment is not necessarily tied to one political party. Does one political, political party support it more than another? Absolutely. But the individual that sits at home, maybe they vote one way or maybe they vote the other, and they enjoy having their firearm at their home, uh, for those of you that are sitting there on the left side of the fence, or folks who you know people that are sitting there on the left side of the fence, and they say things like, well, they're not going to come take my gun because, you know. Yeah, they will. Uh, I'm, I'm not who they're talking about. Yeah, you are. Okay, if, unless you are the, the government you know, a tyrant, they're coming to take it. Yeah. They're coming to take it. You're a gun owner. Yeah. Um, you need to understand that as much as you like, you want to vote for taxes go this way and healthcare goes that way. If they take the guns from everybody, then no one will have the opportunity to say, hold on, you can't charge me 90% taxes. You can't charge me 100% for healthcare. That's illegal because you'll have no way to defend yourself. Think I'm wrong? Look at Venezuela 10 years ago. I'll say, you yeah, know? Just, just study history. Yeah, yeah. Study history. That's, that's the biggest thing that gets me is how they're changing high school and college textbooks. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a big, big difference when you really sit down and think about it that they changed in the textbooks Patrick Henry's quote. His original quote is, I regret I have but one life to give for my country. He made that decision to give current textbooks now i regret that i have one life to lose for yeah. my country yeah you know it's not his choice it's um it's harsh it's it's you know listen it's it's censorship listen we saw the trump sign put up on the side of the 405 out there in california on private property immediately taken down by california transit because Wait, they within said hours because oh it's distracting meanwhile how many thousands yeah. of billboards are along yep. the 405 how about the hollywood sign yeah, yeah uh-huh. out there, that's not a distraction. Um, you know, it's it's just it's it's so clear bias that um, uh, it's it's I, I don't I don't I don't know how there hasn't been there hasn't been more bloodshed. It's such clear bias. Uh, uh, I, I really don't. Quite honestly, that's what I'm afraid of when he wins re-election. Yeah, you know, uh, I, I think either way that they're going to find a find a way to try and um, uh, promote civil dissent, oh, know, yeah. civil disorder. Oh, yeah. You know, it, it's going to happen, unfortunately. Yep. And um, listen, like I was, t- I was having, t- having a good friend uh, talking with good friends from Gun Tech yesterday. Um, 
uh, don't throw rocks at the tanks. <laughs> no. Because okay. sooner or later, people, the, the, the guys in the tanks go, I'm tired of cleaning rocks off the tanks. I'm tired of you chipping my tank. I'm tired of you know ruining I my I gotta wax. paint this thing. Gotta, you know, I'm gonna. You know what? I'm not even gonna waste the ammo. I'm just gonna show you what the tracks can do. You know, so don't throw rocks at the tanks, and that's what's going on right now. Um, hey, you're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Ideal Conceal Cell Phone Pistol Studios. Uh, thank you for joining us. Until next week, please exercise your Second Amendment rights responsibly. If you're not ready, get ready. And if you are ready, stay ready. And remember, keep your head on a swivel. The Keltec Sub-2000 semi-automatic rifle is sure to arouse your curiosity, not just because it's foldable and adjustable, but because it can take most popular handgun magazines. So in that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, curiosity turns to pure adrenaline. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. If you carry concealed, how do you carry your backup magazine? On your belt? Loose in your pocket? Not at all? Snag Mag is the solution. It's the original concealed pocket magazine holster that looks like you're carrying a pocket knife. Concealed in plain sight and designed for a fast reload, you can be confident your backup ammo is exactly where you need it, when you need it. Find your holster today at snagmag.com. That's snagmag.com because there's no such thing as extra ammo. Awesome. Thank you, Kelly. Gotcha. Great show, y'all. I'll get you that audio ASAP, and I'll see you next week. You the man. Thanks.